0: Happy New Year and welcome to the Lost Map Podcast. I am your host Pictish Trail. I'm speaking to you from my shed here on the Isle of Egg in Scotland. I hope you've all had a replenishing festive season. Mine was alright. I've not had much sleep. I've been looking forward to Christmas and the end of the year because I thought I'd be able to relax a bit more. You know, there's less work, less emails coming in. I thought I could turn off my brain a wee bit, chill out, but the kids, my children, have been waking up through the night over the past few weeks, especially so in the last week, and it's uh, it's really thrown my body clock out of sync. My partner is a farmer, she works on a farm here, and she's been working away on that loads, feeding the animals, which has meant I've been looking after the kids in the mornings, and I'm just, I'm absolutely banjoed. It's made me realise that the only time I normally get to myself is when I'm away in another room working on something and this podcast is the only real bit of work that I've allowed myself to do in the run up to new year. I need this. I need you. I've just popped into the shed, set up the microphone here before recording this segment and I just went for a little 15 minute power nap. It felt brilliant. I feel brilliant. I look horrendous but I feel brilliant now. Maybe I should change the name of the label to Lost Nap. Anyway, I hope you're keeping well, recovering from a, a Hogmanay that never took place, no doubt. I'd been toying with the idea of doing a big 2020 retrospective for this episode, looking back on the year just passed and all of the releases that we had throughout, but saw that. It's 2021 now. It's been a pretty emotional 12 months for everyone. No one wants to hear anything more from 2020. If you want a retrospective, you can just listen to the previous episodes of the podcast. There's your retrospective. Good. I will say the saving grace of 2020 has been the support we've had from our Postmap Club members, without which I think it would have been tricky for us to have kept going this past year. We would have found a way, I'm sure, but there's no doubt there would have been much less music, and it's music that's been my lifeline over the past year that and pre-podcast naps. Postmap Club is our membership club in which we send you postcards in the post every month. These printed postcards contain download codes where you can download new music we've released on the label alongside exclusive tracks, rarities, live sessions, audio experiments from the Lost Map Collective. When you sign up you also get a membership badge and a monthly newsletter from me, as well as discount codes for other merchandise on our webshop. It's a nice way for you to support what we're doing as a label, and if you enjoy this podcast and you like the music that you hear, you should sign up. There are currently three tiers of membership starting at just £3 a month. And all three tiers get exactly the same stuff so you're not missing out on anything if you can't afford to pay more. The only difference is if you pay more you get a slightly bigger badge. Yeah, we've got three different size badges. Cool. If you'd like to become a member, you can find out more by going to lostmap.com forward slash club.
1: Postmap Club, Postmap Club, Postmap Club, it's a very nice club. Early in the morning, just as day is dawning, Victor's
0: trail is talking loads of shine. This month, January 2021, our postcards that all members will receive in the post are by Salka, Alabaster de Plume, and Clementine March. Clementine March is a singer-songwriter from Paris who is currently based in London. She's been there for a wee while now, actually. She's an amazing multi-instrumentalist and has played with an assortment of different people such as Snapped Ankles, Dana Gavansky, Bamboo, Alabaster de Plume. She was in a band called Water Babies for a bit. And she was introduced to me by Rosie Plain a few years ago. At the start of 2020 we released Clementine's debut album, Le Continent, which is a really colourful indie pop record that showcases Clementine's versatile approach to songwriting and performance. There's moments of sheer pop escapism, big grungy indie guitar swoops, and it's matched with a more experimental, minimal approach on some songs, drawing from her love of traditional music from her time spent living in Brazil and of course, memories of her childhood in France. The album came out in January 2020 and was really well received, picking up lots of support on the radio, particularly from Stuart McConey on his Freak Zone show, and Mark Riley and Gideon Coe and Six Music. But the story of the album was cut short, Clementine had a tour lined up, and like everyone else, just had to sit at home instead during the pandemic. It's a tricky one because when you've spent years working on an album and it's your first opportunity to reach people with your own music, you want as many people to hear you as possible because you're trying to find your audience. Being stuck at home makes that impossible really. Clementine had already started work on her second album and had done some full band recordings with producer Toby Burrows of the band Posse, but again with restrictions in place, the recording process with the full band was proving to be quite stop start. We released the single Elixir at the end of October, that was a full band recording, but during November Clementine didn't just want to sit around and wait so she set herself a challenge. She wanted to capture some of her frustration of the year, her feelings and pour them into making new music. She wrote 10 brand new songs from scratch and uncovered an older song that she'd written and spent two days recording this intimate solo acoustic album which is called Songs of Resilience. In the spirit of urgency with which it was recorded we had the music mixed and mastered as soon as we could and we released the recordings two days after it was mastered on Christmas Day to our existing Postmap Club members. If you sign up to Postmap Club during January, you'll receive the album in full and it's getting a CD release at the beginning of February. Here's Clementine now to tell us the story of her debut album and the making of this new one, Songs of Resilience.
2: Hello everyone, uh, my name is Clementine March. Currently I'm in my house in Peckham in South East London. I'm near a park, it's, it's huge very, very green. And I'm very, very lucky to live here because I'm surrounded by lovely housemates first and lots of green space, which during lockdown was so precious to have like a distraction from the kind of uh, worrying times. Yeah. And I'm feeling all right. I'm a bit tired, but for very good reasons, because uh, I was very busy the past three months making new music a bit everywhere, playing a little bit and it surprised me a lot because the first half of the year was abruptly cut down by what happened apart from people who were caring about us or we should say caring for us uh, in in emergency workers and and yeah, all these heroes uh, but yeah, so I was surprised after August to find myself that busy uh, which made me very happy so I have a of very uh, optimistic ending of the year, which makes, well, it's better than nothing, no? (laughs) I was born and grew up uh, near Paris, in the suburbs, in a very quiet environment. My dad was and is a fan of operas and Miles Davis, lots of classical music at the house, and my mom was more into pop stuff from the 60s. like. Lots of baby boomer stuff, which I love, uh, like the Beach Boys, Beatles, of course. So I grew up surrounded by melodies all over the place. I really think I had a kind of um, fascination for that, but I never uh, formulated that before I started writing my own songs because it was in the air. I was lucky also because through these albums like Beaches Brew by Miles or Jimi Hendrix, I got used to something more rockier, so experimental especially as a guitarist, but also in a way of making music so yeah, this kind of mixture between experimentalism and very, very uh, classic melodies, I think it's part of my DNA I studied violin first uh, at the conservatoire, I wasn't very good Uh, and then I studied classical music in my teenage years for like three or four years in a more relaxed way, less pressure, amazing teacher and she brought me into Brazilian music through Villa Lobos who was a Brazilian classical composer from the early 20th century. In my 20s, I moved um, a lot. I traveled a lot. I think I needed to find myself. So uh, mostly in Argentina and Brazil, I spent three years. I learned the languages. I had a fascination in my 20s for all the music that is unfairly called world music. <laughs> I moved back to France in the late nineties, And then I, age 30, I was a bit desperate because I realized I wanted to play music. But I felt a bit old, which was a bit bit stupid to limit yourself but at some point i said okay let's let's overcome that feeling and let's do it. So I started writing my own songs like, I would say, eight years ago. And I started playing bass in, in bands. Mostly they were kind of rocky. Some some of them were more sophisticated. It was kind of a learning, you know, because when you, you start from scratch like that and people are uh, nice to put confidence in you, it's so formative at the same time when you have to cut an EP, for example, on tape. And you can't make many mistakes because you don't have much choice as compared as a computer. So for me, it was the best school ever, to be honest. And then I visited London one day um, to meet my amazing friends in South London. And I knew barely nothing about London and UK. And I found myself surprisingly attracted to it. I felt like, oh, I could live there. That's a strange feeling. And I waited two years. And then at, at the end of 2015, whilst the situation in france was a bit difficult to say the least i felt like that was the the good time for moving for me I had a band in France uh, before moving to the UK called Water Babies, and with these beautiful people, uh, Guillaume Magne on drums, Pierre Caron on on bass, and Amélie Rousseau, who also has uh, her her own project called Sophia Bolt, I wanted to have them on my first record, uh, which is Le Continent. So we recorded our album at the end of that year with Sid Kemp in London. Sid is a very talented producer who, who plays bass and, and, and recorded many, many interesting bands in, in London like Eureka Basic or even Thurston Moore. Yeah, it was, it was a joyful thing to do. It was a mix of a full narrative in French first because I wanted to have a kind of um, story to say about where I was coming from. Uh, not pretending to be an Anglo artist. Yeah, so I wanted to tell a story in my native language. And the recording was very, very smooth. Uh, It took us six days to, to do the album. And then... After this process, I just kept the the album with me. Yeah, I was busy touring with Snapped Ankles. I wanted to spend time playing with other people, like Alabaster de Plume, and many collaborations I did. I felt like the moment for me just to be ready for my own stuff was still waiting a little bit, and I had the incredible luck to being asked to tour with Big Thief, the American band. So I was supporting them in April 2018, uh, a bit everywhere in Europe, and just me on the guitar. It's like you're in front of at least six or seven hundred people, or even more sometimes. And it's quite humbling. It was a bit stressful sometimes, I have to, to be honest with that. I wasn't used to that. And I had no bandmates to hide behind, so I was like, oh, oh I'm alone. <laughs> and that was funny and uh, lovely guys anyway. And then that same month I met Johnny from Pictish Trail from the accident label Lost Map Records. And I told you I had this this record with me, and then we waited a little bit. And it was kind of interesting because I felt like I still had lots of things to do. So when we both were ready, uh, we decided to put the album out in early 2020. So it's last year now. I'm very happy it happened this way because it was the right timing for, for everyone.
1: Alone in a famous park of white and green Thinking of the times when you were here with me And all of the people that we never see What are they thinking? What are the dreaming?
2: So just before the pandemic arrived, actually, I had a band, Ursula Russell on drums, James Howard on bass, Dimitrios Dontis on on organ, and now Jack Baraclo, who also makes my visuals, plays the drums with me. He's a kind of multi-talented genius. And anyway, uh, I had been touring with the, the songs from Le Continent for like two years, and Ursula had found an incredible beat for Elixir which was totally stripped down on the album on purpose. Basically, I always loved artists who play, who reinvent their repertoire on stage and, and it doesn't sound like in the album because I really find like an album and a and live music kind of for me, I prefer when it's different or at least it's trying new stuff every night or there is a sense of playfulness, which was the case uh, for that song. And it was really funny. Actually, it was just before the, lo- the first lockdown. We, we went to the studio with Toby Burrough from the band Posey, who is also an amazing producer. And the song. it was meant to be like a pop song, like finishing after three minutes something and fading out with the, the coda. But Ursula and James on bass just went crazy on, on the jamming. Uh, and it was so good listening to it back again. I was like, Toby and I were like, uh, and there is no way. We, we're not going to cut that. It's so good. So what we did is like we jammed on the top of it. Phil MFU from Vanishing Twin and Dimitrios Dontis on organ and me on flute. And it was a spontaneous jam and we, we just... Made it, and it was really, really fun as a process. Very spontaneous. I'm, I'm very glad it sounds like that produced because it's as spontaneous as it is uh, produced as, a, as a song. down and the whole of 2020 has been strange to say the least grim anxious difficult and I struggled quite a lot to know where I was like many people Uh, nothing very original here but I also had a fantastic boost of energy uh, last summer because I spent a large part of the summer in France I cycled uh, with a fantasy orchestra and we were able to play gigs with like 25 people or a bit more sometimes and it was just a wonderful camping on the nature and it gave me so much joy and energy that I felt this time around I didn't want to let myself sink into depression so I I wanted to make something out of the limits we have at the moment which are we can't really make music as a collective besides i always loved intimate albums like the first album by john fruciente for example it's absolutely fantastic and this year i was very impressed by adrian lankers from big thief uh, new record i felt okay let's do that (laughs) So as the lockdown was coming in November, I gave myself a challenge to write an album in a few weeks. And I just had one song from the past, which is called Eternité, which is the last song of the album. And that's, that was it. I had to write all the rest, and so that's what happened. And and Johnny and Kate had lost Map record. Said, yeah, yeah, do it. And so that's what happened. I went to the studio uh, after two weeks of writing. I wrote the lyrics very late minute. The only limit it would be just to be an eye on the studio, and it would be mainly uh, an acoustic guitar record. songs from the album uh, you may notice they're mostly in English unlike the continent I really wanted to address to an audience uh, here in this country also because I shared so many experiences here for the past five years and especially this year like sharing how we felt i mostly spent my time in london so yeah there is a sense of like localism and panic attack the first song is really reflecting on my own panic attacks this year but Also a bit in the past few years, I think I'm in my early 40s and it's kind of the age of when things are kind of changing and many people confess to me that they they live those experiences of like being very in panic. But also the song is not only about me, it's about general feeling of let's try to be strong and and proud like in the chorus uh, when everything is crumbling down because otherwise there is no life possible.
1: Je vais
2: la, Je vais toute la I wrote a few songs in French. One is called La Citadelle. The Citadel. It's like a an absurdist song. I wrote very quickly about not feeling very well about the current climate of affairs but at the same time you don't want that song in particular to be taken too seriously but to convey a sense of eeriness like could be a joke but it's not really a joke there is a sense of an unquiet in that song
1: Blind in the, mirror, the
2: to the Distance is, a, yeah, I just wanted to make a love song. <laughs> it's about, yeah, my very personal feelings, but also kind of feelings anyone who lived in a distance relationship may have encountered. And eternity, well, the song is... Really abstract. I'm a bit obsessed with melodies and with music, with the pure sounds and the relationship between the notes and the chords and stuff like that. I'm not a great storyteller, I have to confess. I'm more into uh, feelings and abstract things. It's just about like time passing and a sense of like sometimes you're living something very quickly in your life and it feels like all the meaning of everything is inside that little moment. Uh, So, yeah.
1: I'm
2: very glad we made this album. I hope you will enjoy. The right. It's not very long. It's like below thirty minutes. It's about something which can be melancholic and difficult because it reflects on the on the difficult year. But I hope I convey some optimism and some joy into the the process.
1: Into-
0: Songs of Resilience by Clementine March is out now and available to all Postmap Club members throughout January. It's going to be released on CD with an accompanying handwritten lyric book and chord chart zine on February 5th. Postmap Club members will get a discount on that too. One of the biggest success stories of 2020 was the rise of Alabaster De Plume, aka Gus Fairburn. In November of 2019, Gus had come to us with an album of instrumentals that he'd gathered from his first 3 out-of-press albums. Collected together these instrumentals were called Two Sian Lee Instrumentals Volume 1. And initially the plan was just to release it as a limited edition LP with minimal artwork, just getting the record out there as a sort of stopgap ahead of his next album of new material. What happened though was the album reached the ears of Scotty McNeese and David Allen at the Chicago-based jazz label International Anthem and they were really taken with it, so much so that they gave all the tracks a thorough remastering and really beautiful ornate artwork. And we released the album in February 2020 as an international anthem stroke Lost Map co-release with the Total Refreshment Centre which is the studio in London that Gus is based out of. It has become without a doubt one of the most successful records that Lost Map has had any involvement with and is currently on its third pressing. For Post Map Club this month we've got two exclusive live recordings of songs from that album recorded back in 2012. You'll hear a clip of one of those shortly but before that Gus joins us for first gig, worst gig. A regular section of the show in which we ask a different musician each month what their first gig was as a punter and their worst gig as a performer.
3: Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. First gig, worst gig.
4: Hello everybody. You are doing very well. The first gig I went to see was Metallica. Playing Load in 1996 in um, the Manchester Evening News Arena, the 9X. I was born in 1981, so I must have been 15 years old. And we felt like it was um, very brave of me, me and my friend, to go to this big rock concert no one we knew had been to a rock concert supporting them uh, was corrosion of conformity i remember i really liked corrosion of conformity it was a very large thing with large lights and explosion things i was wearing a white metallica t-shirt and somebody left um i was at the very front of course but someone left chewing gum at the back of my t-shirt it's disgusting but it, it was uh, a magnificent time to uh, experience the immense things and the spectacle of making a show. The epic and glory and uh, intensity of... You know, it's life, is, life is an intense and magnificent, impossible thing. And you like to go to a place that doesn't pretend otherwise, I guess. And I really liked the tunes. And I really liked being the that guy who was there. The identity of being the long-haired freak among so many others. I was like, where have all these people come from? Because, you know, they just, you my experience of the outside world was the beat you up at that time. And so I was like, where are all these other people who like the rock, loud, freakish music? Because it was more like freakish music back then, I think. Anyway, maybe I was completely confused. Certainly I was completely confused. I am completely confused. The worst gig that I've played, perhaps you're looking for some example of a terrible thing that happened that I'm ashamed of. And, but I probably have hidden that from myself. Well, I think maybe I've just had a very gentle time, but I think what I want to do want to tell you about in terms of the worst gig, I did a show not all that long ago in a magnificent place with a beautiful audience and a really wonderful band. You know, I make a new band every time I play the show. I had put together this wonderful band to play this show, and I played the show, and it went well, and I finished... Uh, I I came from the stage and I thought something is definitely. Seriously wrong And I was like What is it And I was like I couldn't I was looking around For any sign Of what might be Wrong And I was Felt that But I And I couldn't figure out What it was And I just, but, but something Was definitely You know that feeling Was like Something is definitely wrong And I figured it out Right in the end is because I had been Completely safe All the way Through the show I had not done Anything That put me In any kind of Risk i had not done anything that demanded that i was sincere or honest i had brought the the tunes in a safe way and the musicians they did really wonderful things but they were not challenged they didn't have to invent they didn't need to create i needed to start the show by saying all right let's make something and just invent some tune and respond to what the moment demands i didn't do none of that and i was so ashamed of myself i was so disgusted with myself and everyone had had a nice time you know it had a, it had been perfectly nice nothing wrong with the show like uh, i don't know a subway sandwich nothing wrong with your show this time gus alabaster if that is indeed your real name nothing wrong with the show and that's what was so wrong with it i was like i didn't i had not challenged i had not bled as uh, Paddy Steer might put it, there had been no blood. And in my show, there must be blood. I hope that's useful. Bless your souls.
0: Okay, now it's time for something you've all been waiting for. This or that? That's right, is it this or is it that? Is it this or is it that? This is the part of the show where we ask, is it this or is it That. Every month we take hot questions from our listening public and poise them at a different guest. In case you're wondering why we do this section of the show, it's basically another way of getting to know who we are as a label, you know, just offering another insight into how we operate the intricate mindset of the artists that we're working with, just so that you can get a fuller picture of the Lost Map family. Now, as with any family, members will often venture forth on their own path, make their own journey. Some become estranged start another family with a different, better-looking label until eventually they simply perish as we all shall one day. We want all of our Lost Map artists to know that we love them very much and no matter how many other labels they see behind our backs, we will always love them. Ed Dowie gave birth to a beautiful album called The Uncle Sold back in 2017. It was and remains to be a bloody brilliant album. At Lost Map we tend to do things quite DIY and the best publicity we have for the music we release is word of mouth. Ed's album was one of those that just kept selling off the back of people's recommendations. Constantly we'd get emails from people saying that they'd discovered the album from a friend's recommendation and could they purchase a physical copy. I had to explain to these people that that's not how a webshop works. You don't just email people. You click the button on the page. It's on the it's on the webpage. Simply add to cart. That's how a webshop works. Ed's recorded a brand new album, and it's big, it's bold, it's packed with really addictive pop melodies. It's called The Obvious Eye, and it's out in February, and it's being released on the fantastic Needle Mythology label. But before he left, Ed was still contractually obliged to take part in this or that.
1: I'm Ed Dowie, and I'm delighted to play this or that. Science or... Magic. Magic. Please, no Planes or trains. Planes. Peck
5: or corned beef.
1: Peck. Master Chef the Professionals or Master Chef? Master Chef. Lunching or lunging.
3: Lunching by NBC Kittens or babies. Kittens.
1: Iron Maiden or Metallica? Thank you to
3: the rock
1: stars. Iron Maiden. Hash
4: Browns or Potato Scones?
5: Now let's meet someone who can.
4: Hash Browns! Her name is Mrs. Early mornings or late nights? Late nights! And I'm to hold the
0: fo- David Bowie or Edward Dowie?
1: David Bowie! And... Hey, Dowie!
0: Ed Dowie there. What a dude. If you would like to submit a question for a future edition of This or That, please send a voice recording of you asking the question, on your phone is fine, to this email address. Club at lostmap dot com If the questions could be quite Valentine's related, a bit romantic, that would be nice, Uh, because I think we're going to have a Mr and Mrs style quiz show special for the next episode. There is a prize for the worst question and this week the worst question was probably peck or corned beef. The person who sent that one in you'll be hearing from us. Okay. So, to wrap things up for today's episode, I'm going to leave you with a track by Sulca. This is a new track that features on the postcard we've released this month. It's a song called You and I, and it's taken from Sulca's brand new album, Take Care, which is out on Lost Map on the 29th of January. We'll be finding out more about that album on the next episode of the podcast in February. Until then, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed any of the music on today's episode and would like to support what we do, go to lostmap.com forward slash club. I've been Pictish Trail. See ya!